This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! everybody you're listening to the liam photography podcast i'm your host liam douglas and this is episode 90 i want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing rating and reviewing in apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or wherever else you might be listening and also wanted to remind you to check out the liam photography podcast facebook group which i'll talk more about later on in the show So in this week's episode, I wanted to talk about new possible technologies that might be implemented in future camera bodies. Over the last five years or so, we've seen some really great new technology in camera bodies from most all of the major camera makers, such as iDetect Autofocus, Animal IF, Animal Head and Body Detection and Tracking, Sony and Nikon have been pioneering low-light capabilities, and Canon has been dominating autofocus with their second-generation of dual-pixel CMOS autofocus, which not only benefits stills photographers, but also videographers who can now vlog without needing a second person to operate the camera. With the EOS R5, Canon brought 8K video and 4K high-quality video to the masses, Although the technology is not perfected with the fake overheating issue that has so many people upset. In addition, Canon, like Sony, brought out 12 frames per second mechanical and 20 frames per second with an electronic shutter to make more affordable cameras, sports cameras, capable of capturing high-speed sports such as NASCAR, NFL, NBA, MLB, the Olympics, and so many other professional sporting events. With the new EOS R5 and the Sony A7R4, both are equipped with both 2.4 GHz and 5 GHz Wi-Fi, capable of the 802.11a, b, g, n, and ac standards, so that photographers can transfer their files much faster to their smartphones or tablets, which helps massively with moving raw files to other devices and making it much more qu- uh, much quicker. Canon even created a new, although super expensive, WFT-R10A wireless file transmitter, which is a combination of a battery grip and a network file transfer device to make the camera faster and easier to perform tethered shooting with its built-in Ethernet port and more Wi-Fi capabilities. And it also, of course, being it's a battery grip as well, gives you the benefit of dual battery support for much longer shooting times when you're out in the field. So now that we have some of these technologies in current cameras, what are some new possible technologies we might be seeing in cameras in the near future? The first up I wanted to talk about is LTE networking capabilities. Now, one of the items that many photographers would absolutely love to have in future camera bodies is a cellular module, which would allow you to immediately upload and back up your photos to a cloud service. This would be especially handy if you have a camera model that only has one card slot and want the peace of mind of knowing that if your memory card fails in the middle of a shoot, 
you won't necessarily lose all of your images. Now, this would be great. And to be honest, I'm not sure why none of the camera companies have embraced this potential technology in their cameras yet. I mean, to be honest, the cellular modules that are required for data transfer, like in smart uh, tablets and stuff like that, are quite small. And you could either do it, um, you could either build it so it had a port to put a SIM card in, or you could just make it an eSIM uh, cellular module, which Apple has in a lot of their devices now, where you don't actually need a SIM card. It uses a what's called a digital SIM or an electronic SIM card. So that's something that I would definitely like to see as well. I know a lot of photographers have been wanting to have cellular data technologies in their camera just because it would make life easier and give you constant redundant backup of every image that you shoot. I mean, if every time you take a photo, the camera can automatically upload at least a high-res JPEG copy, and not your raw file, but a high-res JPEG copy to a cloud service or a backup storage service provider via LTE, then there's way less chance that you're going to lose any of your images if you have memory card failure in the middle of a shoot. And I think that would be beneficial for everybody. Next up, internal storage. Now, this is another item many photographers have been asking for over the last few years, especially given that solid state drive technology is small, fast, and they have very low failure rates when compared to memory cards. I mean, to be honest, when was the last time the storage failed in your smartphone or your tablet? Probably never. There's also the fact that SSDs today have very low power requirements, so they would not have much, if any, impact on the camera's battery life. And again, if cameras had internal storage, an internal storage means every camera would only need one card slot for redundancy. So again, this is another win-win for everybody. And especially given that uh, the solid-state drives have gotten so incredibly tiny, I mean, let's be honest, you know, they can fit a solid-state drive in something as small as an Apple Watch. They could easily fit that same size drive in pretty much any camera battery on the market. So again, this is another great thing that would benefit everybody in the photography community. And it's something that photographers have been asking about for a while. It's just a matter of who's going to implement it first, if anybody. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Social media integration. Another item that more and more photographers have been clamoring for over the last couple of years is the ability to upload photos directly to social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Now, how would this be implemented? Could a camera company such as Canon or Sony or Nikon maybe partner with Apple or Google to use a form of their operating system such as iOS or Android to make this a possibility? Um, it would be interesting, definitely, um, to see something as smooth and fluid and polished as, say, iOS um, running on a camera. And then you'd be able to have pre-installed all the social media apps. All you'd have to do is sign into your account, your, you know, your photography account one time when you first set the camera up. And then every time you take a picture, you can go into the camera, you could tap the screen and hit send this picture to, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case may be. And bam, your photos are instantly on those social media platforms for the world to see. So that would be kind of cool. Me personally, I don't really care if they add social media integration to cameras. I'd be perfectly happy just having the, the 4G LTE or 5G LTE 
data capabilities on the camera so that I could back up my photos to a cloud service such as iCloud or, or Adobe or Google Drive or something like that. So the social media thing's not a big thing for me, but I have a feeling it's something that may be coming in the near future just because there's so many social media influencers that are photographers that have been clamoring for this particular feature. Smart technologies for better photos. Could we possibly see in the next few years cameras with the ability to tell you when you have something set wrong in the camera that could have a negative impact on your images? It could let you know that your focus is off a bit, your shutter speed is too high or too low for your current ISO settings, uh, which would introduce noise. The camera could use an AI system, uh, AI enhancements to examine the scene in your composition and make suggestions to improve your final image to make it the best it could possibly be. So I guess a way of thinking of this is not only the AI engine to analyze the scene, but, you know, kind of like a digital assistant such as Siri or something like that. It could either verbally tell you that you need to modify a setting or it would pop it up on the screen or something like that. It would, you know, put up a blinking icon or something saying, hey, you need to adjust this. And once you set it to a more favorable setting, then the blinking on that item would stop, you know, whether it's the ISO or shutter speed or whatever the case may be. So I think that would be pretty cool and it would make photography even easier for the masses and a lot more fun, and you'd have a lot less throwaway images. So that would be kind of cool. That's that's my opinion. I think it'd be pretty cool to have that. Bye-bye shutter button. Given that the GoPro has had the technology for some time now, is it possible future cameras will no longer have a shutter button? Cameras would be capable of taking an exposure just using your voice. Or maybe we could see some sort of smart glasses that could be used paired with your camera as not only the way to point your camera and also double as your shutter button. Now, this is a cool idea. It is intriguing. I mean, you've already had companies like Google come out with Google Glass. The latest rumors this year are that Apple is working on their own glass uh, wearable technology. Um, I don't know if the Google one could be set that way or not because I honestly don't remember, but I know the rumors I've heard on the Apple glasses are that Apple's glasses you could actually take to an iLab and have your actual prescription lenses put into their smart glasses. So that would be really cool. Now, I'm not sure how that would work unless all of the technology that does the projection onto the lenses so that you can see it is built into the frames itself. Um, because I think on the Google Glass, the technology was built into the actual glass. So if you replace the lenses, then you'd lose the technology. But I'm not 100% certain on that. But I do think it's cool because, you know, I've got the, I've got the newer GoPro. Uh, I think I have the Hero 8s. And they're designed, and I think it's been in, in play in the, Go, uh, the GoPro since either version 6 or 7 of their cameras where you can just speak. You know, you can say, hey, GoPro, start video, or hey, GoPro, take a snap a picture or whatever, and, and the GoPro will do it automatically. You could even power the camera off with the uh, GoPro commands. So that would definitely be something interesting, and it would minimize the overall size of the cameras by getting rid of the shutter button and a few of the other buttons in there that would no longer be necessary. Un number six, unlimited battery power. So today's lithium-ion batteries are capable of giving us hundreds of photos on a single charge. But what if someday soon we could have a camera that never needs to be plugged in to charge the system?
The camera could be outfitted with solar cells that would allow it to charge the camera battery as you were out shooting with it, or even completely power the camera off solar cells, and then only have to fail over to the internal battery when shooting indoors. We already know that we have solar cells that can charge computer keyboards even when the only source of light is artificial in your home or office. These solar cells have been around for quite a few years now, and I'm sure that the technology is even better today than it was back when Logitech keyboards first hit the market. So is it possible we could see something like this in the future? The ability to have a camera that you pretty much never have to plug in to charge it. You never have to take the battery out to charge it because the camera has solar cells embedded in the body so it can charge in any amount of ambient light, it would be able to charge the battery up and power the camera. So that would definitely be something cool. I would absolutely love to see that. Of course, I don't know how motivated the camera manufacturers are going to be to do this technology because then they would lose all of the additional money they make off selling you spare batteries. So <laughs> I wouldn't hold my breath on that one coming anytime soon. Number seven, light field recording. A few years back, a company called Lytro created Lightfield cameras, which were cameras that could capture an image and then you could change the point of focus in the scene later to suit your taste. Now, although Lytro has since gone out of business, this is still a technology that could eventually end up in all mainstream cameras. I personally still own a Lytro Illum camera and absolutely love it and would love to see the technology in interchangeable lens camera systems such as the latest mirrorless cameras from all of the major manufacturers. This again is another way that camera companies could pretty much make it so you'd have no sh throwaway shots. Pretty much every shot would be a keeper because if you miss focus, who cares? You can go in after the fact and modify the focus using the AI engine, uh, which analyzes the scene and then can automatically adjust the focus to whatever point in the scene that you tap on with your finger or click with a mouse when you're looking at it on your computer. I personally thought it was really cool technology and I was bummed out that Lytro went out of business. I almost think they went with the wrong approach to their camera itself because even though it was a i mean it wasn't a super big camera it was a little bit big and bulky i think the biggest two mistakes they made were one that ran on android which you know the release versions of the camera were okay but i've also got one of the prototype models and the android was really really buggy um and number two was they didn't make it an interchangeable lens camera if they wanted that thing to be adapted by the masses they should have licensed one of the existing camera manufacturers lens mount systems to use on the Lytro camera. That way you could have used that manufacturer's lenses on the Lytro camera. You know, kind of like uh, Blackmagic did with their new 6K camera that actually has the Canon EF mount so that you can use all the Canon EF glass on that particular cinema camera. I think if Lytro had done something like that, their camera might have been a lot more successful, but that's just my opinion. Number eight, no light required. Is it possible that cameras in the very near future would have the ability to capture great images even in total darkness? The ISO settings on a camera determine how much light hits the image sensor, and today's cameras often have ISO settings as high as 51,200. 
The Canon's ME20F-SH camera has a maximum ISO of 4 million, which effectively allows the camera to work in total darkness. Meanwhile, Google's latest Pixel smartphone includes a feature called Night Sight, which uses mobile or machine learning and algorithms to create great low-light images. More cameras will also likely implement better low-light photography features in the near future, and I'm definitely excited about this. If the amount of light in the scene is no longer a concern, just imagine how many more images that you would be able to capture, and that would make everybody a lot happier in the photography world. Believe me, that would definitely be exciting. Automatic tagging of images, number nine. Instead of snapping photos of friends and family, uploading them to your social network of choice and tagging them individually, future cameras will be able to tag photos natively. Qualcomm is already working on software called Scene Detect that will determine where a photo was captured and properly assign the right meta tags for the image. That way, when you upload the content to a network, the information will be auto-populated. Imagine cameras of the future will allow you to simply capture a photo, even with multiple friends or family in it, and simply upload it without any additional input from you at all. All subjects, the location, and perhaps even the activity will be tagged for you. Not only is it convenient, it's extremely useful for cataloging and organizing your personal photos. Seeing as we all carry a camera in our pockets now, we could probably do all do with a bit more organization. And number 10, scentography. What if you could look at an image of a scrumptious and amazing chocolate treat and smell exactly how it did when it was freshly baked? Sometime in the near future, that might be possible. A new type of camera called the Madeline, created by Amy Radcliffe from Central State Martin's University of the Arts in London will capture scents, not photos. As Radcliffe says, the sense of smell has a direct link to emotional memory. It is the sense we react to most instinctively and the furthest away from being stored or replicated digitally. Currently, the Madeline is just a working prototype and the setup is quite clunky. It's not exactly something you'd want to carry around with you in the field. It looks like something you'd see in a science lab with plastic tubes, a funnel, and a ceramic bowl all linked together. Now, that said, the system may eventually be perfected and optimized and com you know shrunk down, made more compact. Then sharing vacation photos and snaps of your dinners with everyone might be a lot different in the future. One thing to keep in mind if you perfect this technology is make sure photographers can turn off this feature as the smell of flowers or a delicious dinner would be great, but smelling less favorable items would not be as nice. All right, so those are my ideas on possible 10 new possible technologies that could be coming in future camera bodies. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if any of those come to fruition. So what are your thoughts? I want to hear what my listeners think on this list, or are there any possible technologies coming in the future that you would like to see that I didn't mention in this list? Now, there are some other uh, technologies out there, I'm sure, that I didn't hit on. It wasn't meant to be a comprehensive list. This was just, uh, you know, basically a top 10 of where, could, where camera technology could be going. So if you have some other ideas for technology you'd like to see in future cameras, please let me know in the comments.
Now, this is going to wrap episode 90 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. And also remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of previous guests on the show, such as Ruben Naha, Jill Mott, John Harvell, Jeff Harmon, and Brett Bergram from the Master of Photography podcast, Ellie Cat, who is a lovely and talented model, actress, and a super smart geologist or her boyfriend and partner in adventure, Dan. They're all wonderful folks and all have been guests on my show, so I will allow you to give one of their names in lieu of my name in order to get into the group. And I do that to keep the the spamming and the bots down and all of that good stuff, all the things that ruin Facebook groups. Now, once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work to the group. Please do not post someone else's photos, even with their permission, as that will get you banned from the group. If you would like a creative critique of your images, you can post them with the comment CC please and myself or another pro in the group would be happy to give you some pointers. Additionally, once in the group, make sure to enter the summer contest in which the show is giving away a KNF Concepts carbon fiber tripod monopod combination. The contest ends on October 25th, 2020, and the winner will be selected on Sunday, October 26th, 2020, and then contacted to claim their prize. Now, also remember, you can call or text the show at 470-294-8191 with any comments, questions, or suggestions that you might have. You can also reach out to the show via email at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. All right, I will see you all again in another seven days for episode 91. Thank you.